make sure that you, that you you see yourself also. I do this every day, every other day. So I do this four times. I do this seven. <laughs> so <laughs> you have some competition. Uh, okay. Good morning. Being that this is the first time uh, we're uh, doing this. I want to give an overview, a skidless, something that I wish I heard when I was in Yeshiva about chassidus, which I believe is critical, not just optional. If you really want to learn properly chassidus, so few you say this, that must be established, which maybe you pick up through your years of learning, but generally most people don't pick up and they end up thrown into this whole vast world of chassidus uh, without um, always understanding the tools, how what chassidus wants of us and how you learn a mime. You know, we all know how the rabbi make emphasis on not just learning haskola, but everything has to be translated into Aved. So I'm not going to ask you by raising your hands, but how many people here, or and you know Bechlal, Learn a Maimir and it's translated into Aveda Mamoshis. You could see them either a change in their behavior or in their midas or in the way they daven. The reason for this is because we learn and it's disconnected from ourselves in most cases, especially when you start learning the deeper sugyas of Chsidis. You know, there's a Maimir that talks, let's say, about how to deal with Kas or how to deal with, uh, you know, especially in the Fidikarebis Mamorim or in Tanya, obviously, that deals directly with something. Okay, so you could take out, what about a mimer that goes on and on? Some of you are learning Samachay about the whole Seder from Keser through Chochmah and Bina and so on. So it's, uh, if, you, if you like Siddhis and you like spiritual ideas, you maybe gravitate to it, but how do you translate that into Maisi Yeim Yeim? Or for that matter, some of you are learning Samach Vov, or whatever it is you're learning, a lot of it is very abstract ideas. They're talking about Eirein uh, Sof, or you're talking about the Simpson, or Kav, Ak, through the whole Shtalshlus, even the Shtalshlus itself. So I want to talk about that because I believe, even if we were learning right now a Maimon inside, I would be saying this. That's why I don't feel it's outside of the Mizgeres or Chsidis. This is Chsidis. What is Chsidis? So most people right away quote the Kuntus Yon Shoteris Chsidis, the Yechida. It has all explanation. But even that needs to be explained. So I saw recently a Yechidus from the Rebbe with Rabbi David Raskin, all of us, of course, a Mashgiach in Shiva, head of Tzach, and Askin, big Mekusha to the Rebbe. And he was a Bacher. This Yechidus is Kayitz, Tamus Tavshin Yud. Tavshin Yud, it means even before the official Kabbalah Sanasiyas. And the Yechidus, interesting, the Rebbe also was Magiyah. So you have the Rebbe's Hagos and the Sechidus. And he asked the Rebbe a number of things, but I want to point out two things, which I think is the... I'll use that as a yesod of what I'm going to be saying. Number one, he asked the Rebbe, you learn Chesidus and you don't see it has any Ashpa on you. How could you change that? What does that mean? Why is that the case and what could you do about it? And the second question he asked was, how you learn a Maim Chesidus? So the first question the Rebbe answered with a marshal that I never saw anywhere else. The Rebbe seems like the Rebbe's marshal. 
Rebbe said, learning chassidus is like walking when there's a bright shining sun, but your eyes are closed and you don't see the sun, but it's affecting you anyway. It's warming you. It's having impact. So snapshot doesn't have an impact. You just don't see the impact. So what's the work is, is how to figure out how to open your eyes and appreciate the sun that's shining on you. That's the Rebbe's answer. The second question, how to learn a maimer. So the Rebbe says these words. They were actually talking about a specific maimer. I think you can say if I'm one contracing, if I recall correctly. And the Rebbe said, when you learn a maimer, after every sif, when you finish a sif, you have to stop and think about what is the bechain of that sif. And the Rebbe gave a moshul. He says the haskola of the maimer, the, the, cha- the chapter itself, the techen of the maimer itself, he says, the Rebbe said, is the chemer. And the bechain, the Rebbe says, like a needle. If you want to pierce a piece of cloth or anything, you can't use the Rebbe said, espagdele. You can't use a finger. You can't use any big object. You need to use a very thin needle. But it has that sharpness, that a point. So he says, the maimer, the sif itself, is like the material. That's the chemer hanesa, that's the teichen ha'inyan. And the needle is what pierces through you because it's the bechein. And the Rebbe gave an example. The Rebbe asked him what maimen. He told him, and the Rebbe said, what does the sif talk about? The sif talks about godless hatayda. Hatayda is in this world based on Tanya, the Yardov and Nasa, etc., so the Rebbe said, the Bechain is that tomorrow morning you're going to learn Teda a little more Bekamus, a little more Bechus. That was the Rebbe's response to him. So taking this, taking this cue here. So the question is then, so how do we open our eyes? And how do we learn a man? A number of years ago, it was a Mashpia in Holotera. And he asked me, he heard me speak about something about how do you apply Atzilas, Bri, Yitzirasi in our personal lives. So he asked, can he bring over his class, his shir, during the time when they learn chassidus? If I would, don't mind giving them like a half hour uh, shir. Not necessarily in the text, but just an overview. So these were 15-year-old boys. You know, that age where they understand chassidus yet, they're beginning to get the ACs, the techn. So I remember they came, and they would just really begin learning. I mean, we all begin learning Tanya, the Bar Mitzvah Maimed. I mean, who even understands the Bar Mitzvah Maimed when you say it? Even later, as I remember teaching it to my son, I couldn't figure it out even as an adult. It's a pretty complex moment, actually. But I'll upon him. So we're sitting there. So I decided to try something because I knew that this was the things that were never told to us. So I asked them like this. I said, uh, there was a table. We were sitting around a table. So I said, if, how many apples, if I give you apples, how many apples can fit on this table? So the boys were smart enough to realize you have to measure the table. Let's say the tables, let's say five by ten, fifty feet, fifty square feet, fifty square feet. And then, okay, so how much is an apple? Let's say an apple is, is around five inches, four inches. So you multiply it, and let's say uh, three hundred apples, five hundred apples. I don't even remember what the number. It's not even relevant. I said, okay, very nice. Why? Because that's that's the measurements of Mokim has Ktsavis. This measure you can measure things. You know how many things can fit into a into a room. How many seats can? How many chairs can fit in this room? The capacity. Then I said, now let me ask you this: How many ideas fit into the brain of a person? You have a brain. The brain is smaller than this table. A brain is around the size of the palm of the hand, which means a little larger than this. So, how many ideas? You're not. How many thoughts? How many ideas? And I right away saw in their eyes they never thought of this. 
Interesting dilemma here. The brain is smaller, so how big are ideas? That's what they were thinking. Because now you have to measure how many ideas can fit into the brain. Now, obviously, nobody could come up with an exact answer. Then they suddenly realized, which is what the point I wanted to make, that there's a whole other way of looking at Mokim. So is it Mokim? The brain does not occupy space? Of course it occupies space. Does an idea occupy space? So you have to answer, yes, it does occupy space, but not Gashmizdika space. What we'd call Mokim Ruchmi, conceptual space. Now, we're not used to that. So when we start learning Chassidus in Yeshiva, no, usually, I've never, not in, my, not in my day at least, no one ever made that distinction. So when we started learning Chassidus, we were learning it like we learned Shulchan Aruch. Like a guy told me the other day, he says to me, I said, no, what do you think of Chassidus? He says, yeah, Lamatas Malachas, um, uh, there's uh, Ten Commandments, and Esos Spiritus, you know, he put it all into one pot, and, I, and then you buy, he says, my wife wanted me to buy a dozen uh, eggs. You know, it was a bunch of numbers. Why? Because if you, if you don't make the distinction and you start learning chassidus like you learn nigla, it's a different mindset. What chassidus talks about from beginning to end is dvarim that are not mamoshim, which is why a lot of people say, I don't relate to it. I only relate to things I can count, I can touch. So we have five sensory skills. It's called the five chushim. Right? Ria, shmiya, sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. That's how we process everything. We are so, so, so accustomed to that that it's almost impossible to imagine something that's not uh, captured by the five senses. Chassidus, there's nothing in Chassidus that is affected by the five senses, that is, uh, can be defined by the five senses. So you're dealing with a whole different body of uh, understanding that you need to, first of all, change your mindset to turn from Mokim and Zman Gashmi to Mokim and Zman Ruchmi. So when someone says, where is Atzillus? You know, I remember when we were in Yeshiva, Rabbi El asked uh, a response in the class. He said, in what century was the Tzimtzum Adishim? Okay. So one Bacher raised, he thinks it was right after the Churban Beis Amikdush. You know, like in the, basically the first century. You know, according to the way they count. And where's Atzillus? Between uh, Jupiter and Saturn. Now, obviously, we all laugh. But then we start thinking, so Taka, where's Atzillus? And we say Neshamas go to Gan Eden after Meib Eshtem Shana. So where's this Gan Eden exactly? So the child in us thinks Gan Eden. You know, if you fly up in the sky, you fly far, far enough, you'll, you'll meet Gan Eden. We all know that when you start thinking about it, obviously that's not the case. So then you have to say that Gan Eden is right here and Atzillus is right here and Bria is right here and everything is here. If it's all here, we don't see it. So then what's the difference between Atzillus and Bria? Just two words? So my point is that until you don't adjust yourself to thinking in this way, that there's inner dimension, so to speak, that the truth is whole say that the is not out there, it's all in here. So then the words like when you say or what is it saying? It's saying every there's no such thing as out there. As the question, So the Kotzka said, wherever you let him in. You know, we know the word Eneid Movade means everywhere and also in a way not Namokim Gashmi, so to speak. The point I want to make here is not to, to be criticized the way we were taught, that there's no real way to understand Chassidus unless you approach it with these type of different tools. It's a different way of thinking and a different way of looking at life. And once you begin to experience something that's Eidler, which is what Chassidus is, that alone makes you Eidler. If you try to be Magashim Chassidus and say, okay, I'm going to look for Atsilis and Samokim Gashmi or Zman Gashmi and so on. 
you're taking chassidus and is defeating the whole purpose of it. The whole purpose is of trying to introduce you to a world that's not gashmi. That behind the gashmi there's a ruchni. Now you'll say, you know, I don't relate to this. Um, absolutely, everybody relates to this because I mentioned the five senses. Let me ask you a question. There's a thing called ahava, love. Whether it's avas Yisrael or avas Hashem, ava. How do you how do you define ava? How do you touch ava? How do you see ava? How do you know if someone has avas Yisrael? You can't experience it necessarily the five senses. Yet you can experience the expression of it. You have avas Yisrael, you'll be machnes you'll be a balzdok, you'll be kind in act in machshava dibra meisa. But the ava itself, and I go back to the mind, the, the mitzvah of yedaita hayen daasa lekeavicha limadatir. With your seichel. Seichel is not a, a, a gashmi in the regular sense of the word. Yes, it's a gashmi, but it functions with different type of tools. Okay, that's one thing I wanted to say. The second thing is this. If someone asked you a question, I would love to hear if anybody wants to offer a, a thought on this. What would life be, what would Yiddishkeit be without Chassidus? You know, you always want to appreciate something. You have to ask, what would it be like if you didn't have it? What would it be like in a personal way? I know some of you may repeat things you've read or somewhere, but does anybody have an answer that you can answer to a skeptic, to an average Jew somehow out there who doesn't ever learn chassidus, doesn't know what it is? Or for that matter, a secular person. Any of you feel comfortable to answer that question? You know, like the elevator talk. I don't mean like a half hour. You know, in a few sentences. Please, the Nukud. And again, this is not a quiz to test whether you know it or not. Just interested if you ever thought about it in that way. Because very often things we're, things we're accustomed to, you know, we take for granted. No, no one's going to ask this question to each other. Like just like someone will say, "What do you need a rebbe for?" You know, most people by them it's a given. I love after they have asbara, but it's, you grew up with it, so you're used to it. Anybody? You still wanted to say something? I think it's hard to know because other people incorporate into their theology, so you don't know what they thought of that. Okay, but let's talk about before the when the, no one could incorporate because it, it wasn't out there yet. So let me let me respond to it in a very balabatisha very balabatisha way. Obviously, you look. Uh, you know, I was I was going to assume that some of you would have answered see this as premius, see this as simcha. Uh, it's not just technical, not just mitzvahs anoshim elamada, but you do it also with kavana. You also think about the ebrister. You know, you can learn guns in England. You can this and not even know there's an ebrister. I know some people say you can look chassidus and also not know there's an Abish, but uh, technically all of chassidus is talking about God. But um, but but I mean that those are answers are legitimate by the way, and I wouldn't negate them. But let me put it in where much more haslapshes the cases because this is directly negated to any mimer you learn. Every mimer, I'm starting from Tanya, and every mimer is is is, is addressing one most important issue. And in our language, just to make it something we're more comfortable with, is the word is Ahdus Hashem. Exodus comes to teach Ahdus Hashem. Um, but what does that mean? What does that mean? So um, I'll start both Kra the Svara, you know, Svari Kra Lamali, Kra Lamali. So there's really two aspects here. In our relationship with Abishter, we know, and this is every, whether it's a Baal Nigla or Baal Chassidus, whether it's a person who's a, a Baal Batashid or a Chassidus, it doesn't make a difference, that the, the old Taylor Mitzvah is a relationship with Abishter. Abishter created us, put us on this world, and we have to do, through Taylor Mitzvah, we make a connection. But what does this connection entail? You could say it's like an Eved and an Odin, 
or Evid and the Melech. The Ebrist is the Melech, is the Odin. And we're the Evid, we say, Im Kavodim, we're like an Evid Hashem, Evid Hashem. And what's the role of an Evid and Ebrister? God told you to do things, He gave you life, He blesses you, and it's a blessing for you to be His Evid, to be connected to the Melech, to the Odin. But what's the relationship between an Evid and a Melech? It's basically based on Maisa. An Evid, a servant, does not need to understand his Melech, he does not need to love him, he just needs to be obedient. Kabbalah sale just needs to follow the rules. So if we had that, if that was the asad of the relationship, then you know what? Then that's all we have to train ourselves and our children to be avodim to the Ebrister. And that's it. You have a Yetzirah that distracts you? Fine. That's the Aveda to stop yourself and just be obedient. Listen to the rules. Live your life. And that will be the most gliklicha life. And you'll get Yishad, V'chulu, V'chulu, Elam Haba. What's the problem with that, with this approach? It seems right, but there's one problem. The Torah is filled with mitzvahs that are not just mitzvahs maizis. You have mitzvah v'yadaita yeim v'ashavesu levavecha k'ashem u'alekim b'shemayim malvaris metachas eneid. You have a mitzvah hafta s'ashem alekecha yira s'ashem alekecha av yira. That means that Eve does not expect it to have Av and Yira or understand Das Alekea Vicha. So suddenly the Taylor is expecting us to use our minds and our hearts to correlate to the Ebrister. This is a relationship that's much more than the Evid. This is the very relationship you could say of a Ben to a father. It could be Chavedim even, Kavyochel, or Shutfim, Shutif like Kozibarachu or even Chosim Kala. That even the neighbors are like a chasen kala by matan teda. You ain't chasen us that matan teda. You don't marry your evid. So now suddenly a human being, a id, who is a creature, is a creation, abnivra, is no longer just an evid. There is the element of evid, but em kavodim is also em kabonim. So we see there's much more here. So how does that work? And this is where this is the biggest dilemma of all because how do you bridge between a nivra and a beta? If it was an Evid and an Odin, no problem. But always asking us, whatever reason he has, or there's no reason, whatever it is, he's asking us to be his Evid. But when you now you have a relationship, how do you have a relationship between the divine and the creation, between a Beda and a Nivra that is infinitely distant, between mortal and immortal, between something that's temporary, that dies, and something that is Nitzchi Yilei I mean, all the differences, not, not even Shalei Be'erich, it's even beyond Shalei Be'erich. How do you bridge these two? And this is where, in general, Teda, and specifically Kabbalah, and more specifically, Chassidus comes to answer this dilemma. How do you bridge these two realities? The Ebershu did not need to say the Rishtalshlis to create the world. Kol Yochul. The Ebershu says, Bereshu is born of the Poof. Here's existence with all its elaborate detail. Ebrister needed six days to create the world. As they say, if you're a creator, if you're not a creator, six days won't help. And if you are a creator, you don't need six days. You can do it in one second. You know, it's cautious. The answer is, this explains a few places, because Ebrister wanted to make something that we can understand. Why he created Seichel the way it is, we'll never have an answer to that. But the way he created the world, he wanted us to understand him. Not just to follow his orders. 
And to understand him, he created a whole Seder If you want, you could call it a, a type of like stepping stones. A mamutza. Even Teir itself. What's Teir? Teir is a chachmasah shal chashbaruch. And he's giving it now Lashem. Lashem. Dibre Teir b'lashem b'nei Adam. That you and I, with our seichel sichli, seichel anushi, can understand God. So in some mysterious way, the Ebishter manifested himself in the Torah, but in a language that we can talk about. You're sitting here in Kail learning all day. What are you learning? And the same thing, the whole Seder also. So basically, if you start talking from the highest levels, Eden Soflifinat Simsum, Simsum, Kav, Shimu, Kav, and then you go through Ak and Akudim and Akudim, Vrudim, Toyu, Tikun, Tzilus, Bri, Yitzirasiya. And everything in between, Chachma, Bina, Zoh, Malchus, and all the Parsoyas in between and over and under, all is a bunch of stepping stones to allow, number one, that we understand the process the way the Abishta created the world. And number two, we can retrace the steps because now you have a ladder, a bridge to connect the two. So literally every Maimer Chsidus, whether you're learning a Maimer about Chachma and Bina, or you're learning a Maimer about Atzilus and Bria, or about Akudim and Akudim, or about, or about uh, as I said, Simpson and Kav. Whatever it is. Excuse me. These are all a piece of this, say, this Taushas, this bridge between us and the Abishtas. So in every piece of mind that you learn, you can say, okay, which piece of the puzzle this is? Obviously, to master it all, you have to learn it all. But that's the question. And all the things you hear in about the Machlekes between Mukobolim. For example, the Machlekes that we have are Eris Mitsuyarim or Pshutim. Does it have particles? Does it have some tzir? Very subtle? Or it's poshit? It's completely seamless. What's the machlek? What's the techn of this machlek? What, what difference does it make? The difference is because Eid is a mamutza between Elikus and Velt. And you want to know how much of so-called tzira elam exists in Eid. Or how Elikus is it, How poshit it is. And you go through all the things, and you're learning Samarvov, you learn Vayelech Samarvov, any of you? What's the Vayelech Samarvov? The whole Maimon is all about this Techen. The Mamutsa, is it Rotsen, like the Rameh says, or is it not? Keser, uh, like the Ramak says, it's not the Mamutsa, because the Ebishtah is higher than that. Or the Chiddush of the Alter Eber All this is coming to teach us these different Mamutsayim, so to speak, which is like a Mamutsa, like a translator, that is able to speak our language and the Eberster's language. We begin and we begin by first trying to identify what we can relate to. So it starts mm-hmm. on a low level. But if you climb the ladder, so to speak, that's how you move from Asiya to Yitzira, to Bria, to Atzilis. So it's essentially it's a systematic approach to having a, a Yachas and a, a Veda and a relationship with the Eberster's. Now, when you say in the Shomad Atzilis, like a tzaddik and so on, you're talking about someone whose connection is on that deepest level. So when you have these Yisaitis, then, then the whole way of learning a mime is a very different, a different approach. You're not just learning about ideas. You're actually learning about yourself, what makes you tick. And I said before, Karahi, there's also Svara. The Ebishtah also blessed us with a mind and a heart. If we were only going to be Avodim, why did the to give us a Meyach and a Lev? An Eved doesn't need a mind and a heart. Yes, he may need it for like Seichla Nikna to figure out how to do actions. But why do we need this mind? It can only, only confuses us. 
You know, a lot of people tell me that rather than, you know, Mesiv Das, Yesiv Mechev, Yesiv Das, Yesiv the more you know, the more painful it is. If we were more like less astute, we were simpler people. But the Abishta gave us a mind and a heart. And because he wanted us to understand and to feel and to love him. And that requires this whole, but as I just elaborated on, this whole mamutza, so to speak. So with that in mind, any mind that you learn, then you're learning it with that intent, you're learning how to create the relationship. And then, yes, like the Rebbe said in that Yechidus, then any piece you learn, any sif, any line for that matter, you could say, okay, what does this mean to me? It immediately has to be translated into an Aveda. I frankly don't even understand how you can separate the Haskol and the Aveda. I mean, you could technically, because it's, you know, Haskol is very Gishmak. But the whole point of it is only, the whole point of Chassidus is only one thing, is how you connect. I'll say one more thing about this. This is also for just to ground it in Teirah. Right? The first time a human being is mentioned the Teirah, right? The sixth day of creation. The first Rosh Hashanah. So what does it say? Nasa Odem B'Tzameinu Kid Musein. created a human being, B'Tzalem Elikim. Now, tell me. We know that Ebershah has no Tzalem and no Demus. Like he says in Yecheskel. And Bechal's Hepeche, the Rambam Paskins, you're not even allowed to apply anything of that nature. Kamuv, the Abish is beyond any tzir, beyond the most, beyond Sela. So, how do we learn this Pasuk exactly? So, I mean, the Mufarshim obviously talk about this, everyone talks about this, whether whether Alpichsidis or even Thapsidis, Niglaswadim. And some say it's Abchira, some say it's because we have the ability to be, to be Shalit on the world. So, the Abish gave us Kayach. There's all kinds of different explanations. But at the end of the day, Selim Alekim is a very strong word. It's in the image of God. That's the translation. Without Seder Ishtashos, without what I just described, this whole so-called Mamutza, the whole Posik doesn't make sense. But when you understand that the Eberster obviously is higher than Selim Admus, but then he manifested himself in what Chassidus calls Odama Elyon, in the Tziur, of Chochme, Bina, Das, Chesed, Vurit, Tefes, Netzachet, Yisrael, Malchus. So now we have something on one hand, it's a Tzalem Elakim. It means, obviously the Ebrist is beyond it. Famous Machlek is between the Rambam and the Maral. The Rambam says, Hu Adeyev, Hu Ayedua, Hu Amade, Hu Ayedeyev, Hu Ayedua. The Maral asks, how could you say that? Love inun midus iu klal. The Ebrist is beyond Das. And Al-Tareb, at least four or five times in Tanya, Starting in Pedic Beis in the Hagah, and then later, and Shaykh Ramuna says the Tivuch is that the Rambam is talking how it's an Atsilis. The Maral is talking how it's higher than Atsilis. So if you talk about the Abishta in his own, obviously he's higher than Madi, Yudea, Yudua, higher than all the Sphiris. But the Abishta is Mislabish, so to speak, Elokus is Mislabish, which is basically all of Ishtalshalis. Then you have Chachma, the Atsilis is what? It's Chachma, but it's the Chachma of the Abishta. Bina is Bina of the Ebrister. When you get the Bria, you see the Nasir, then Chachma Bina and all the other spheres become more Malubish and therefore more relatable to the Nivra. So what you see from this is that basically the basis is sought of what is the human being and what is a Jew. The word Selim Elakim is simply un- unable to understand what Achsidis. Yeah, you could explain, as I said, in a very more superficial way, but to explain that we are at Selim Mus. That is the that's Seder Ishtashus. So they were to create a Seder Ishtashus for to give us a so-called template 
a type of structure that we can relate to. If you said, go connect to Ein Sof, how do you connect? A Nivra, as I said before, a Mugbul, how do you connect to Bligvul? So you need to have a place where Bligvul and Gvul meet. And they meet in the Esosphiris. Because on one hand, they're Alakus. On the other hand, it's Alakus and Atsir that we can relate to. Now, obviously, you could ask the question, how Gufrikasha so just carries over the question where exactly Bligvul, Gvul meet in the Sphiris itself. And there you have to talk and learn my modem. And I embase there's a whole bunch of Prokham just on that question, what I just said. That just carries over the question. Fine. You now you explain the Sphiris is the place where they meet. But the Sphiris themselves, are they Gvul or Bligvul? So the answer, Keser, is Atik and Arich. And then the question moves over to Atik and Arich. And ultimately, the Rebbe Rashab explains that it's Meichis Timor. If you learned it, you know what I'm referring to. If not, I'm sure we'll uh, learn and talk about this in coming shiurim. Uh, I wanted my main point here was I felt that whatever what we learn, we must, must have this overview. Because without it, I feel that, that you can learn. I'm not saying you can't learn Amayman. You can learn one line in Amayman and live with it the rest of your life. Obviously, that's a fact. But to really live with it in a way to understand and appreciate it. It says, they say that uh, the Fritika Rebbe brings, that the Baal Shem Tov taught that every Eid can serve Hashem. Every Eid, no matter who you are, no matter what level, can be an Eved Hashem. The Alter Rebbe taught how every Eid can serve Hashem. Friedrich Rebbe brings in one place the Moshe of a ladder, which is where I took my Moshe. He said that the Baal provided the ladder, and the Alter Rebbe taught us how to climb the ladder. That's a Meredic example. In other words, you could have a ladder, but you have to know how to climb it. And climbing it, this ladder is essentially what we call Seder Ishtashlis. From the Meresh from the Kaldargan, at Seif Kaldargan. So, with that said, I think what we need to do is establish how we're going to. I didn't. I didn't make a decision exactly how the shear should go because I wanted to hear what you guys are learning, and I also, you know, I mentioned Malkam Shalib Bechafetz. Um, I, you know, I think uh, anywhere in Chassidus is going to be Lib Bechafetz ultimately if you learn it right, but uh, you can't impose that. So I don't know if this is not a democracy, right, Kvei uh, It is good. Except for coming on time, everything else. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, but you know, even a democracy is not really a democracy. They fake it, and then they say, let's hear what you have to say, and then they do what they want anyway. But um, uh, there is that. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, if I may, um, we can do t- uh, two things we could do here. We could choose a text, and I, I mean, I, the, the plan is that I would come every Thursday morning at 8.45 or whenever we begin here till uh, the end of the Seder, and give a shir either in a text that to everybody together, we do it together. I find if you're learning other modern through the week and do that, we could do that technically. I could also, if you guys have more three or four of modern, I could technically also give a shir and an overview. And obviously I don't have to learn the pshat as you're learning it yourself. What I would do is come more and give a little more amkus and a little more uh, over a deeper understanding of the whole picture. Um, so if you have any thoughts on this, I'm open to hear. I don't have any direct way to do it. If it was completely up to me, I probably would use one text and you learn it all week, whatever the mimer would be, and then I'd give a share once a week. But I don't want to so-called disturb your uh, uh, trajectory of what you're learning. You know what the trajectory means? Okay, well, it'll be part of the share. We'll use a new uh, English vocabulary to, <laughs> as well. Trajectory means the mahalach, basically. <laughs> uh, just a fancy word for mahalach. Um, so, does anybody have thoughts on this, or do you want me to decide? I mean, whatever you. Want. 
Don't be bashful. <laughs> Yeah, because I'll explain it, obviously. But then it will be like you're learning other Maimarim all week, and then one Maimar we're learning continuing with that. That could be that. Depends how much you want to tax your, uh, how much do you want to exert yourself? How much gear do you want? You want the... Huh? Huh? Tanya in English? You can do that yourself. You don't need me to do Tanya in English. You can do that yourself. I don't think Tanya in English is the way to go. Huh? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you know. Um, I, I'm personally right now big into IMBAs because I teach it every day and it's like a. We could start from the beginning. I wouldn't start in the middle. I mean, we could do that. I'd start from the beginning because the beginning has the sadis of the whole Hamshik. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how long this kale is going to last, but I don't think they'll finish three volumes in one uh, year. Unless we learn like... Uh, I would do Ayim Beis. I could do some Avav. I could do some single Maimorim. I mean, I would probably choose from the Rebbe Rashab, most likely, because it has the most uh, hekif of Siddhis. I mean... So I discuss this, we could do my modem of the Rebbe, but I would probably do Rebbe Rashab. And one is as good as the other. I would probably lean toward Ayin Beis or Samachvav because they're the most Yisaitistic. That's the truth. So I might as well go for that. Unless, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. Any opposition to that? Should we do that? Huh? Okay, so then we'll do that. We'll start with Ayin Beis from the beginning. And um, obviously, you'll, you'll, uh, it will go well, I believe. Okay. I'll get that. We have your bracha vas koma. Okay, there we go to the the partners, the, the founders of the kale. Okay, very good. Everyone have a great day. So this is all broadcast live. Huh? Nothing here was said that was a problem, right?